Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight I have with I have Josh Cacho. Josh, what's up, man? Um, you know, I think the a little bit of the excitement is now worn off and now it's a lot more of the back to the uh the an analytic mind that you know probably won't will now now not stop running until you know sometime in November. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> that was a lot to take in this game against Leon. For those of you who may have not watched and are still listening to this show, I would recommend watching the match first. But LAFC fell 2 0 away to Leon in Guanajuato. Um, pretty frustrating game to watch. Definitely looks like there's a fair amount of rust and some new tactical uh, game plans from Bob Bradley. So. We'll be getting into that here tonight and also in the follow-on, the the deep dive. But Josh, what are your initial thoughts on this match and what LAFC are doing? I think, you know, obviously there's going with considering Walker was, Zimmerman was traded, what, less than a week, oh, exactly a week ago now, right? And it was on Tuesday of last week that mm-hmm. the news broke. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk about, oh, well, you know, well, that definitely shows this is why that was a mistake to make that move. Um, I don't actually think that was the case. I think there was a lot of other places where there, there, the the issues to me came from other places, um, and that obviously will, probably won't be the headline given given what happened in this game. But obviously, there's a few there's a few things that were that the team were trying that the team were trying to do. Um, you know that obviously looked a little bit different from what we've seen in the past, given the new players and then and missing some people as well. Uh, but at the same time, it's it was extremely frustrating because again, this is a game that, as you're heading to the first half, to the end of the first half, down one nil, you you couldn't help but feel that it was winnable at that point. You know, obviously you're lucky to have not given up a few more a few more goals. Um, you know, because they did give up their fair share of chances, but at the same time, it's not like the opportunities weren't there, but it just felt disconnected at best, right? Like that that's probably the nicest way to to try and describe what happened. There just was a bit of disconnect um, between the players. You just didn't see that, you know, the type of movement that, you know, that you typically come to expect where, you you know when you make a pass you know where that next guy's going to be this was a lot more of you know these situations where you were it felt like the i don't know if you guys recall going back to the first galaxy game last year where it felt like the midfield was just kicking the ball into a wall of three midfielders and then the deflections would just take bounces into the path of on running defend i mean off on running forwards from the galaxy that's what this game reminded me of early on, right? Where it was just the midfield not really passing to anyone, just kind of kicking the ball forward, trying to do stuff, holding the ball too long, turnover, opportunity, right? And then, again, I'm I'm not sure. There was a time where I saw more than, what, three passes strung together, and that's Mm -hmm. definitely not what we've come to expect from this team. Yeah, it's... The possession thing is a big one for me. And like you said, there's not a whole lot of um, dangerous passes being strung together. Uh, you know, we recycled the ball plenty of times and passing the ball between the center backs and back to the keeper and then out to the fullback. Um, but 
no really probing passes going forward into the into the final third. One of the things that I was pretty frustrated with was the fact that everybody who got on the ball felt like they could take three, four, five, six touches in and around our own box and then be able to play a pass away. And I kind of feel like that's because everybody was playing so narrow. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I'll be interested to go back and watch this match again and kind of um, tune uh, tune in a bit more to the width or the lack of width from the fullbacks. Tristan Blackman was certainly uh, tasked with playing more central and into the midfield when we were in possession. And I feel like there were just so many people there that, you know, that, that last goal, for example, El Munir feels like he can take an improper first touch and then play the ball away when it probably should have been a, a one-time pass to Bryce Duke on the other side of the midfield. Um, so many times, Latif Blessing, Mark Anthony Kay, getting on the ball, trying to dribble away from pressure instead of just passing the ball away from pressure. And again, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if that's because when they look up, they don't see a fullback pushed a little bit higher on the wing as somebody to release to, and then the midfield can kind of catch up. It just seemed like we were feeding the ball into the midfield so early and then expecting them to create from so far back that it was never going to work. Francisco Janela seems to be the one that would have been able to do that, but he's not. he wasn't the one that was on the ball the most out of the three midfielders. So uh, a, a lot of work to be done, to be honest, before the season starts and before we can start counting trophies. Yeah, I mean, like... From what I saw, and obviously we'll we'll probably see a little bit more, you know, as we can, you know, review review the game and rewatch it and so on and so forth. Um, but I feel I I have to feel like, you know, that Bob Bradley hasn't watched the news enough, you know, hadn't been watching the news because if he hadn't realized yet, City is, you know, the way that Man City plays is supposed to, is now banned from Champions League play. <laughs> right. So this inverted fullback pinched in, you know, with Blackman and Palacios sitting in the midfield and then having uh, the two um, the, the two midfielders play into the box, but not actually play into the box, kind of just sit at the edge of the box. Um, unless you have Kevin De Bruyne, nah, it's not happening. Right. And the thing is, like I said, that like you were saying, the touch just wasn't there to be able to control the ball when the when the ball was played into the midfield and now they're trying to do a little bit too much now that disconnects that ability to link the midfield you know the midfield to the forward play right so you know i think the one thing that you saw a lot online um you know in the twitter sphere was people talking about how there was way too much one on one coming from the the forwards right but <clears throat> granted in in that particular style of if you're going to play that way with the inverted, when the fullbacks invert into the midfield, as they play that one-on-one, you're supposed to have those runners from outside the box. But again, you don't see blessing nor Mark Anthony K make any of those runs necessary to be able to stretch uh, the defense. Right. Mm -hmm. And man, if the day that I get a cross field switch from this team, you know, I will, I can die a happy man because again, I just, you just don't see the you know them the ability to stretch the team, you know stretch Leon's defense laterally. You know they're really mm-hmm. just trying to play through balls through the middle of the park into into a crowd, 
right? Because the way that Leon sets up, you know, they play what about a, it's a four two three one? I think is what they yeah, set up in definitely four two three one. Right, so it's a four two three one, but their front four is very much separate from their back six. Yeah, extremely. There's a back six that are kind of compact, and then the front four are, I mean, (laughs) they are 30, 40 yards ahead of them. I was actually, that's, I'm glad you said that because I was going to bring that up as well. Right, and so you would think that given that the bit of a disconnect, now they're they're playing two midfielders that are just there to destroy anything that that K and, um, and... and at, and blessing are doing from the middle of the field, you know, but again, you just have to be a little bit more composed when that happens, right? You have to be able to take that turn pass to the winger and now move, right? Except what you saw instead of was them try to do this, you know, weird thing where the midfielders are almost your, your, um, you're playing that, that back to the basket target forward type of approach. Right where right. you, it's almost like they're trying to receive the ball in midfield with their back to goal, and then turn without the skill necessary to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least overmatched in that in that duel with a you know with a with a defensive midfielder. That's you know that is his sole job is basically just win back the ball in that situation. Right. right. So again, like again, there's the way that they play just didn't seem like it made sense given the way that. Um, that Leon set up right with like I said, it's a four-two-three one. That's very much a separate four from the from the back from the defense. And so you know, again, you, I would have expected more if you were looking at it, more of the front three to pinch in with the width coming from out wide, and then the midfielder sitting to now provide balance. But again, mm-hmm. these are some of the same issues that came up last year as well. Where the again, there just is a significant lack of balance towards the towards the pitch, right? There's again, it's when this happens, then I need to be here. Like there just doesn't, there seems to be just a bit of a disconnect in terms of that field awareness, and you know when X happens, that I need to move, then I need to position myself in this was this point. It's a little bit. Sometimes it feels like again, what we get from the midfield is this weird magnet ball thing, like you're watching like a youth a youth match. Right where the ball goes, when then you just see everyone take off towards the ball, as opposed to mm-hmm. seeing that balance come. You know, like that ball switches to the right side of the field, and you have Bella one on one, right out wide as he pushes inside. Then one, and if Blackman is overlapping, then the uh, midfielder needs to switch out and get back to that, you know, almost like an inverted midfielder back into that fullback position to cover, right. Mm-hmm. But what we often see is everyone crashing forward, and then you know, which left what last year was Jordan Harvey isolated in these long ball situations against, you know, wingers, right. Which yeah, was not, ideal. Yeah. you know, so I that, think there's that the, famous gift that went around, uh, us men's national team, Twitter of, uh, Jackson Yule winning a ball and just rocketing it past Jordan Harvey without even looking, just plays it straight into the channel. Uh, because they, I mean, that's how you beat us, right. Is you take the ball off a of fullback as they're getting forward and you just play it in behind them. Um, but now I feel like that's even worse because if you're winning the fullback and you're central, uh, then, I mean, there's there's no lateral cover anywhere. So it's just, man, uh, I know I know City is a, is a great team. I And I hope that we can, that, that Bob can figure out how to implement whatever he, whatever he does want to implement here. Um, I do have questions about 
about that specific implementation though, because I don't think it suits us at all. I don't think we have the midfield for something like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe the thought was that, you know, by sitting the, sitting the fullbacks inverted like that, right. You now provide a lot more defensive cover, right. Because Mm -hmm. then you're going to have, you know, Blackman sitting back a little bit more than usual. But what ended up happening is that he pushed further, you know, like you were saying, he would pinch further and further inside. Now he's on top of, um, on top of uh, who's behind him, Yakovic, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than right. rather than slightly outside him, right? Which is what yeah. you would have thought would have happened. Like it's like don't necessarily pull up that far inside, right? Unless you have your your six sitting in between, you know. Like it makes sense now. If you do that, then the holding midfielder sits in between the two center backs, and then the center backs can get out wide, right? Right, right. But now it would just seem everyone just sat middle. Right. And again, there's a little, there's just that seemed to be that disconnect of, of field awareness in terms of when, when my guy goes here, then where do I go? You know, it seemed like everyone just seemed to be, you know, discombobulated. I kind of feel like that's what made Leon's disjointed, like basically two different formations. You know, they're, they're, they're four, two, and then they're three, one. I feel like that's what made it actually work is the fact that they could sit a winger so far wide of Blackman or Palacios because they're tucked so far inside that as soon as the ball's won or when there's a turnover, they can play that ball out wide. Um, and there's not a, there's not an LAFC player for 20 to 30 yards. And I mean, that's how we give up the first goal is there's a ball played out wide of Blackman, uh, not really through any fault of his own. I mean, he's playing his position like he's seemingly been tasked to do. And as he's running out there, he slips, on the grass, and then it's over. He's down on the ground. Yakovic can't recover. Vermeer takes away the far post, and a savvy attacker shoots near post. Um, but it's all because there's so much space out wide, um, and it's just all night. The guy, they were just able to play the ball into the channels and just tear us apart. So pretty frustrating. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean these are things that you usually don't, see right like you know that they people would try to play into those into those corner areas before but you know i think you saw harvey and and beta shore in those situations you know again they're usually not pinched in out wide they're usually more towards the outside of that center back so they're Mm -hmm. just making a direct run back and forth on the flank right again like if if tristan blackman was tyler adams then maybe we have a different conversation Right. Right. Because he, right. he, you know, like a guy like that is going to have the ability to now sweep back outside and make those runs, you know, from as he tucks in initially in possession and then drop back outside. The problem is when they're tucking in possession, again, they're, they're just tucking in to tuck in almost, you know, like this is what it feels. Right. Because again, yeah. the run doesn't make sense. And there's a couple of times you see him bomb up the middle of the field and underlap, you know, Carlos Vela. But you're just like, but to what ex- you know, to what end, right? Like, right. there's it doesn't right. seem like there's much thought to that run, because now what ends up happening is that if if when they send a midfielder and a fullback out towards Carlos Vela, you know, and then they have a center back to pick up your run, and that if that ball doesn't make it through one way or another, now what ends up happening is that they're releasing a they're, you know they're releasing another winger into space now, where because of how narrow the midfield is. Again, there's no one with it for yards 
you know, when, mm-hmm. when Blackman was pushing up there. So again, not his best game. You know, there's a little, a little bit of what I saw then. And that's probably why he's probably a better center back suited, better suited to play center back than he is to play right back. Um, at least in, in this style. You know, again, if you're just asking him to get up and down, play that flank, you know, and then make strong tackles along the wing, I think he's fine. But now yeah. when he's having to do these different things where he's moving in, moving in centrally and then floating back outside as, as need be. Again, I think he got caught out of position a couple too, you know, so a few times too many. For me, that's it though, is you have two fullbacks that are great on the, uh, on the wings. They're, if they're playing out wide, they're, they're fine in both Palacios and Blackman. And I think the times that you saw them move forward on the wings and actually combine with the wingers, uh, that's when the team looked most dangerous on both sides. Blackman had some good combination play with Vela on the right wing. Palacios, I think, was part of that combination that almost sprung Janela free in uh, in the second half. So for me, that's the answer. And again, I'm not in all those meetings with Bob, so there's probably a, a whole host of things that he's considering there, but. Um, based on this one match and what I've seen from the last year out of all these players, that's, that's the way I would go. But again, as we always say, we're not being paid to coach this team. So here we are, Josh, yeah, uh, no, what do you think about some of the debuts? I mean, I think Janela looked awesome, right? He, mm-hmm. to me, he's from what he looked like, he looked like a, a really classy box to box midfielder. Right, mm-hmm. a guy that's going to be able to now, um, you know, I think one of the things that we 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 haven't seen from the midfield in a long time, maybe since like last April or so, you know, was the was either of our advanced midfielders, either of our, our free eights, being able to play in our forwards cleanly. I think that's something that you're going to see from Janela pretty regularly, um, mm-hmm. because again, he just he does seem like a guy that can pick out a good pass. Um, comparatively. Yeah. Um, Janela, Janela looked great. I, I tweeted about it during the match. Uh, the difference in his quality um, is very apparent when he's playing next to blessing and, and K who are two players that I like. Don't uh, don't get me wrong here. It's just that the quality of his first touch to keep it downfield or to keep it away from pressure. And then the weight on his passes, the, the lack of telegraphed passes that he comes up with. Um, it's really just so much more clean than, than you got from the other two guys tonight. And I think if you have Atuesta playing at the six with Janela at the eight, this is a much different game because I think Janela being more involved in the attack is going to, is going to unlock some of those forwards as they're able to connect a little bit better with the midfield. Um, and again, I, we talked about it at the beginning is, Maybe without Twist at the six, you aren't pinching in your fullback so much because you trust your your midfielder to cover defensively. So that'll be something to see once he gets back. I know that there is some specu- some speculation from a couple of the MLS MLS accounts, uh, not actually affi- affiliated with the. You know what? We'll just call them out out at MLS Buzz, going after uh, LAFC for moving Zimmerman. And uh, possibly having sold out to West, as he said, which is just absurd. Uh, the transfer window is closed. I think you said, Josh, that only Russia is available. 
And then Vince confirmed it was just a load management thing. The guys played like six games in the past 30 days. Yeah, uh, I think of, of the guys qualifying. who played in, in Comfortable qualifying, he played the most minutes out of any of those guys. So yeah. again, would make sense that, you know, that he, you know, that they would look into see what his fitness levels were going to be heading to this match. And, yeah. you know, like I was saying, unless, unless there's some kind of in, you know, 40, $50 million offer from a Russian oligarch, um, <laughs> which given, <laughs> given the way that city has been slapped with these FFP things, I don't think is happening anytime soon. Yeah. Um, you know, the, again, it's just ridiculous speculation on that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought Bryce Duke, acquitted himself quite well tonight uh i can't imagine you know living in uh casa grande arizona which is like this little backwater town where the barca academy is now and that was just a month ago he came in played a couple preseason games and this is your first start (laughs) it's against leon in the ccl uh pretty incredible debut uh, or a pretty incredible way to debut. I thought, and again, I thought he looked good. Uh, he had some combinations with Adrian Perez, who also looked hungry today. Um, received the ball cleanly, moving it along. I felt like some of his teammates still might not trust him. There were plenty of times that he was open and the ball wasn't passed to him. So all in due time, I suppose. But uh, I, I, I did like what I what I saw. And I think that, you know, if he gets a regular dose of minutes, he could turn into quite a good midfielder for us. Yeah, I think physicality is probably the only thing that, you know, mm-hmm. he he probably needs to work on a little bit. You know, and then again, that'll come with time, with experience, with just getting older, right? He's, what, mm-hmm. 19 years old or so. And so those yeah. those things come. And, you know, again, I think we saw some of those things from Rossi in year one, you know, and some, to a certain degree in year two a little bit as well in terms of, you know, you know, he's going down at seemingly at the, at the slightest touch, but, uh, I, I do like his touch in the midfield. I think both he and Janela had a couple of moments where balls were sent to them. And again, it, it was that ability to just touch the ball cleanly and then now transition, you know, def- you know, the transition into the offense comparatively to again, to some of the touches that we saw from our starting midfielders today, um, where it was, again, a little bit rough. And then now that next touch was a little bit too heavy, which leads to that ball bouncing off of, you know, a defensive midfielder from Leon. Mm-hmm. And then that ricochet carries on back into the, you know, again, reverses the field again. And so, um, you know, again, there's some pro- definitely some promise there. I like the way that they looked um, and the way that they're able to combine the play. Right. I think the one thing that you can say about Bryce Duke is that those football ideas really shine through, you know, like you can see what he's trying to do and you're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Um, in terms of the passes he tries to play, like there wasn't a moment where you're like, okay, that I don't know what the heck he was thinking, really. Right, the, right. Definitely no moments. I didn't really get that sense at time. At, you know, th- at uh, I didn't really get that sense from either him nor Janela when when the opportunity presented for himself. And again, you could, you could clearly see, you know, again, from our vantage point, the, the runs that they were trying to make. And it all seemed, it, again, it's that pass and move. It's, you know, find putting yourself in a position to receive the ball across the body and then feed, you know, and then look for that next guy, the next runner. Um, again, you know, which as opposed to trying to take dribblers on one-on-one. Um, 
which again, I'm okay with if you're out wide and you're, you know, Diego Rossi outrunning just about everyone or Brian Rodriguez having that, you know, having the sauce and being able to just, you know, put one on the inside foot and get towards the, you know, get headed towards the goal. But again, from the midfield in a game like this away. In your own half. Yeah. In your own half. Please just pass the ball. Yeah. I mean, those are the types of things again that we saw time and time again, you know, in, in bigger games that led to, again, some of these terrible moments, right. That, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I think the Carson games are the, the prime example of, of when those things happen. And if you go back and watch, especially the first one, those mistakes that happen in that game are the exact same ones that happen in this yeah. game. Right? Even the second match where I, I think it was the draw at home. Um, the one I'm thinking of now is Latif blessing trying to dribble out of pressure, uh, in our in own half. Corner. And, I think Christian Pavone or maybe even Ben Skelvik just picks his pocket and Pavone ends up scoring that goal. Um, and it's just because he's trying to do too much uh, when he should yeah. just play the ball away from pressure. And that's the thing, you know, and it's like, and it, sometimes there, you know, you need it, right? Because like, you know, the one thing you say is like that, that same air of confidence is what pulls LAFC back into the game. Cause what I think blessing set a brace mm-hmm. that game. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, as, as much as, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where you just have to figure out, you know, you have to figure out either how to live with it or to progress it forward. Right. It's like, you know, you, you know, there's so many positive things that he brings at the table that you, you say, okay, well, what, what's, what, what's the best place to put him in? So that way, you know, he can still do the things that he does that makes this team tick, you know, from a defensive perspective, but at the same time, when it comes to offense, right, that you're not, you're not, or not even offense, just that transition, that you're not putting yourself into a position to fail, you know, which oftentimes the way that they're dribbling at players in the midfield or in certain positions of the field just doesn't bode well, right? Because again, mm-hmm. you saw what probably seven to eight turnovers, you know, just outside the 18 in our, our own 18 from the midfield. Right, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. What, what is going on? Because again, what it used to be, right at times was, ball goes out there, send it out wide to Beta or to Harvey. They sit on it. Midfield makes that run. Now the you know, and again, it's it's a pass and move. Then you know, then the movement's there. This one mm-hmm. was a lot of, I'm going to try and turn in space 360, into through two people, and see what happens. Right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, that's all. That's what you know. It's unfortunately how they decide to go about it again. I don't know if it's the moment. I don't know if it's just, again, things that they're going to have to correct in training, you know, whatever it may be. But again, it's this, I, I want to make sure we point out, this is not the first time that we've seen some of these, um, you know, some of these issues arise, you know, I yeah. think again, in big games, it seems to be one of the, the bigger problems in terms of how the midfield plays, um, mm-hmm. you know, at least from that perspective. So maybe it's maybe it's a good thing here now that we're coming up on half an hour. Probably I feel like we're kind of rounding the corner on 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 this podcast. Um, a lot of these issues are always going to be exaggerated when you play one a higher quality opponent or two you're playing in the off season and, and things are still a bit disjointed. Um, three you've introduced a bunch of new players that are still trying to still trying to learn the system and fit in and you have, you know, 
all of those factors and more going into it in this one. Um, if I was, if I were to make excuses for LAFC as a team, it would go something like this. MLS as a league is still not interested at all in actually winning CCL. If they were, they would loosen the shackles on a lot of the, the higher performing teams. But what they are actually interested in is expanding the league to more and more smaller markets across the nation and making sure that those smaller markets can compete from day one. And again, in a regular soccer environment, they would have to earn their way into the league, but that's not... Uh, Don Garber can't get his $400 million expansion fees uh, if he if he does it that way. So to me, that's the real priority of MLS, and it's not to actually win CCL. Does that mean that LAFC should just throw their hands in the air? No. And I fully anticipate them in Los Angeles next week to put up a, a better fight and hopefully, you know, you get a guy like Eddie Atuesta back and we're able to, to stiffen up that midfield a bit. Um, but you are playing a, a high quality team in Leon, despite what they looked like today. I mean, man, if I was a Leon fan, I would be, I would be angry about so many chances, not being so many easy chances, not being finished. Um, but you know, they're, they're able to spend a lot more money on the on the bottom half of their roster than an MLS team is, and uh, they are in the middle of their season right now, so they're not going to look as rusty as we do. Did I miss anything there, Josh? No, I mean I think this the timing of the season is the biggest thing, right? And obviously MLS runs into issues because playing a home match in Minnesota in January is mm-hmm. probably near next mm-hmm. to impossible. But you know, even if it's two weeks you know like i think it was hercules gomez basically said it's like basically like an if you add an extra two or three weeks on top of whatever they've already had you know again this i think that the way the lafc plays looks completely different than what it did tonight again because you start to just work out some of those kings right so rather than a march first start if you started mid-february like if you know league play started this week you know, or last week, um, comparatively, again, I, I think you do yourself a much better, you know, you'll give yourself a much better chance in terms of just continuity, knowing that, you know, you've you've got a few ga- league games under your belt heading into some of those different things. Because, mm-hmm. again, the way that it used to be, right, was when you would play that group PlayStation, and then it would go to knockout. But now they just go, right. the MLS and, and League MX teams enter into the knockout phase. And so now in this new format, you know, again, unless unless you get drawn against, you know, some of these smaller, you know, teams from Central America or from, you know, Jamaica or so on and so forth, um, you know, it it's you're gonna you're gonna find yourself, you know, again in this situation repeatedly in terms of just that, you know, having that ring rust, if you will. Um and so to me, like I said, I think like just like you were saying that the timing is not great. And again, and if if the league really wanted to do something about it, I'm sure they probably could. But at the same time, and again, like you think they, I think MLS has the longest off season break, right? Because mm-hmm. of, because of the schedule too. So not only you know the way that you know you, what you would normally get is guys having what basically a month off and then starting. MLS was done in November. 
Yeah. Right. So you, I mean, it's again, it's almost a full three months before they can really start. And again, you, they what had an extra two weeks to start training camp because of CCL. Uh, you know how much that really does for you without having actual competition to be able to really start to sharpen things up. Again, I, 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 you're asking for a lot in terms of, you know, being being ready right off the start. Again, that doesn't excuse the way that the team played tonight because I think there's definitely some things that, you know, probably could have been done differently. But you know, again, there's a reason why, you know, we're we're not being paid to go to this team. Right. So right. You know, I'm sure, you know, by next Thursday that we'll figure something out. Obviously a little bit of a hole to dig from, dig out from. But, you know, if if Liberal can come back from three nil against Barcelona, um, you know, a two nil two nil advantage hit you know, two two nil disadvantage heading back to the bank, you know, is not the worst thing in the world. One probably mm-hmm. would have been a little bit more ideal, but Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta win by two, and you can't give up any away. If, you know, if you give up an away goal, you gotta win outright on aggregate. So, yeah. Uh, so what you're looking at a, at you have to either win three. You have to either if you score if you win two nil in on Thursday, then it goes to PKs, and mm-hmm. so you either have to win. You have to win three nothing to win outright because if you if you give up if you if you win. Th- Two one, you still lose. Two one, you lose on aggregate. Three one, you yeah. lose on the away goal. Yeah. So again, it's it's got to be that what three. So basically three three nil or two nil with yeah. a, uh, with a PK situation or four mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's uh, it is a tough task. It's not. I mean, Leon can certainly be undone, and I think. LAFC is more than capable of doing it if they uh, wake up a little bit in the next week and are able to put a few more pieces of the puzzle together. Um, But it's not going to be easy. So they have to come out firing from the very beginning and just pour it on them uh, relentlessly. So we will see what happens. Anything else for tonight, Josh? No, I think that's it. I think, you know, we'll... Are, are we doing a full analysis on this one? Yeah, I, I feel like we kind of have to. <laughs> At yeah. least I have to, so I know what the heck we're doing this year on, with this team. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, we'll be back in you know in the next few days after we do a full analysis. You know, look out for that podcast, um, and then otherwise, we'll be and then after that one, we'll be back with the reaction to the home game, um, and then yep. probably preview a little bit the upcoming game against Miami, which is only going to be a four days after that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any questions or things that you want us to look at, please tweet at us at the counter press or at underscore counter press, uh, or myself at Kirk Kinsey, Josh. LAFC Josh on Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on the bank note as well. Again, any questions, please let us know. It, I think it helps when we watch to have a few things that you guys want to look for. And we'll, uh, we'll send out a call for questions couple hours before the show maybe on thursday we'll try recording i don't know sometime this week so look out for that as well and we'd love to hear from you all but for tonight that is all thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time 